Hey there. Today I'm going to introduce some massively improved ideas around anal training. This is a very commonly requested topic, as a lot of people are curious about this. So, like always, let's get stuck right into it. First off, value up front. The way that most people do anal training now is by buying an anal training starter kit. This is a terrible idea. It's not your fault. You've been lied to. The best way to do it is actually to buy an inflatable dildo. Uh, and then, essentially, mm, variations allowing for individual circumstance. But to have someone use that every day or every second day. Lube it up, wrap it in a condom for protection, if you want to. Condom first, then lube. And then insert it gently and painlessly. And then have that person self-inflate until they feel a gentle but noticeable stretch. Leave it in for about 15 to 20 minutes. And then masturbate themselves, or you can stimulate them. Although that might be quite time-consuming. Um, have them stimulate themselves or watch porn. But basically you want to associate arousal with having things in their ass. And the length of time here provides a perfect opportunity for that. Uh, basically, firm but noticeable stretch, then deflate it, remove, clean, wash, and reward. This process repeated over the course of a week or two will create a very noticeable improvement in someone's ability to take anal penetration. So now that we've given you the summary version up front, let's talk about some of the mechanics of this in more detail. I became intensely frustrated several months ago with the limitations of anal training. Let's talk about why this is important. So, women in particular have three holes. Uh, oral training is a separate topic. Vaginal training, again, something I've covered very extensively in this podcast. But basically, there are lots of different kinds of orgasms you can teach someone how to have. They can be given to them on command. You can have them blended together, or my personal favorite, as I was discussing with someone this morning, is essentially to teach someone how to have each of the individual 12 types, and then start combining them in pairs so that they can feel and become aware of the distinct and noticeable differences between them, and then build them all the way up to the point where they can feel 12 simultaneous orgasms as separate and distinct flavors of the same overall experience. So rather than just one big bowl of pleasure, they're able to hear the individual, to feel the individual orgasm types as separate and distinct textures and sensations, which is sort of the difference between someone shining a really bright light in your eyes and being able to see the stars. Or standing three feet away from someone banging on a drum kit versus sitting in an acoustically designed hall listening to French opera. There are subtleties and nuances, differences and distinctions between each of the various um, female orgasm types. Anyway, <clears throat> see other podcast episodes for further discussions on that topic. Anal training, however. Uh, an increasing number of people are interested in this because it's sort of well, it used to be quite taboo, it's not really anymore, everyone's doing it. But the problem is, well, not everyone's doing it. A lot of people are very much more open to the idea, but they lack an understanding of where to begin. 
So the goal here is to be able for a woman or a man, I guess you can adapt these things, but I'm going to speak from my perspective because that's my experience. To have a woman easily able to take something the thickness of your cock plus about a 50% safety margin. You always want to <laughs> you always want to over-engineer these things. So you never want to train her to the point where she can just take your thickness. You want to take train her to the point where she can easily take your thickness, which will allow for you know, variations in tightness during the day. On the day of the actual event. So the goal here is to be able to easily take something like a human cock, the thickness of a cock inside of her. Now you can immediately begin to see the limitations of current training models, paradigms, and concepts. And I'll talk about those briefly here and probably more extensively at the end if I can be fucked. But basically, the way that people do it now is deficit in several key areas. For one, well, how, how people basically do it is they'll buy one of these anal training starter kits from an online sex store or an in-person sex store. They usually contain three to five um, butt plugs with rounded bases, so flared technically, but not designed to be worn comfortably during the day. Um, see the show notes for my recommendations on butt plugs for wearing comfortably during the day as well as the inflatable dildos that I recommend. Um, but the problem with this is the thinnest thing in that kit, you, the most common kits involve three, three butt plugs. One extremely thin one, one only fractionally thicker one, and one that's probably still half the size of what it needs to be. What this means is that you can very easily move through the first one because Usually these things are about the thickness of your middle finger, right? Very, very thin. It's not necessarily the most pleasant thing to talk about, but when people evacuate waste, their anal sphincter dilates to well beyond that diameter. So they're already physically capable of easily taking that thickness, provided they're relaxed and they have used the bathroom to prior to a training session so they know there's nothing in that chamber, and they can push outwards with confidence, then they can easily take that. What happens in most cases is people rocket from the first thickness to the second to the third, and then kind of get stuck on the third because there's too much of a bigger, there's too big of a gap between the third thickness, the largest thickness in these training kits, and the thickness of the object that they actually want in their ass, which is their partner's dick. So, it's too big of a jump. The reason behind this is that is kind of what people expect a training kit to look like, you know, easy, medium, and hard, except what they're actually giving you is, I could make a gamer joke, but a lot of people probably wouldn't get it. Basically like filthy casual, filthy casual plus, filthy casual plus plus, and then like way off to the right is normal. So in simpler terms, easy mode, easy mode, easy mode, big difficulty jump, normal mode, right? They do this because they calculate the price of these kits on the amount of silicon physically present in them. So if they say there's three of these butt plugs and therefore we can charge this much money and people think they're getting this much value. But it's also like buying clothes for, let's say, a rapidly growing child in their teenage years, right? 
any parents familiar with this thing where you buy them a shirt and then like three months later it doesn't fit anymore because they're putting so much weight on human growth hormones a wonderful thing so what happens is you you normally would graduate from the thinnest plug to the thicker plug to the thickest plug very very quickly get stuck there see no results get bored and demoralized this is from the subject's perspective but you're also spending money on something that you're basically going to skip over right um I've bought several of those kits over the course of my life until I realized this better way of doing it. Um, and what happened is my experience. So, you know, you test with these, this person, the smallest one, they can take it easily. And the larger one, they can take that easily too. And then most people could take the largest plug in those kits on the first try in the first session with lubrication and a little bit of warming up and a confident pushing out which makes them functionally useless. So, I would strongly advise people not to buy those anal plug training kits. They are giant wastes of money. The plugs in them are not designed to be worn comfortably throughout the day. They're designed to be used within a training session. They have a flared base for safety, as you always should with anal toys, but the flared base is usually a circle and not an oval shape which is vastly more comfortable for someone when they're standing up. Hence, you know, you can wander around wearing this thing during the day. You basically can't do that with the anal plug training kits that I've seen. So, avoid. Instead, we need something with smaller graduations between the different sizes. So let me take a tangent for a second. There's a concept in exercise programming called the rate of perceived exertion, RPE. And this concept is used to customize exercise routines to someone's level of capacity. Basically, you take a baseline and then you have them rank that particular exercise or movement out of 10. It's not necessarily how difficult it was. It's more like how much effort was required to do that. So like 10 being, I literally could not do another inch versus a one being, I could do dozens of these things. And then you use that to calibrate the weights and the volume of your training program. So this concept works perfectly here. The problem with those anal plug training kits is that the graduations between the sizes are completely misaligned and that the graduations are also too large. You'll get one really small plug, one tiny larger plug, and one still by normal standards, very small plug, right? And then there's a big jump between that, the thickness of the largest plug in those training kits, and the thickness of the object that, do, that their partner actually wants inside their, their ass, which is your dick, right? Anal sex. Um, so, what you do is you buy an inflatable dildo, cover it with a condom if you want, or just you know use the appropriate lube. I believe there's something in there about, um, don't quote me on this, but not using silicon-based lube with silicon toys, something like that. Um, and basically slip that in and then have them self-inflate in a comfortable position. So ideally kind of lying on their side with their legs at a 90 degree angle to their chest is, or um, one leg out straight as though they were standing, but lying on their side, and the other leg bent up at a 90 degree angle, 
and kind of laying down. Very similar to someone in the recovery position, if you're familiar with first aid at all. <laughs> Kinky first aid. Mm. Uh, that produces the minimal amount of tension in the muscles around the asshole and should allow for ease of penetration, especially with someone that is not familiar with this. So I recommend that position for your first session. Now, I'd also recommend that for your first session, they self-insert, as in basically ask them to do this and you don't need to be there. You don't really need to put, a, put pressure on them in this case. It's, uh, it's not necessary. So let's talk about the specifics of this. For the first session, you want to buy them a dildo that's inflatable and basically have them push it in and then inflate it to the point where they can feel a stretch. Don't worry about having them count the number of pumps or try to increase on it every single uh, training session. That's not the point here. That's why the, I made the reference to the RPE. It's basically calibrated to whatever they feel is tense on that day because there will be fluctuations in the amount of tension in their anal sphincter on a day-to-day -day basis. The same that there would be with any biological system. So, have them self-inflate to a level where they feel stretched but not pain. They feel stretched but no pain. Then have them watch porn, stimulate themselves, explore their body with their hands, blindfold them, make it fun. Right. Give them these things as options, but let them choose the behaviors they wish to engage in. I've found that to be vastly more effective. And then basically repeat this every day until they can take a thickness that is either the entire toy at its full inflation, which for most of these things will be about one and a half to two inches. I don't know why they're done in inches, but you know. Um, or a diameter that you have measured is equal to the diameter of your cock plus at least a 50% safety margin. Again, the problem with these anal training kits is the graduation between the largest plug in the kit and the size of your dick is too large of a jump. They can just about make the plug comfortably but then the stretch between there and being able to comfortably take your dick is too large. There's not enough graduation. The other problem is if they can just take your dick, then being rough with them while you're fucking them might be a concern. You're gonna put some strain on that. You want there to be a reasonable margin for safety. So I would recommend a minimum of them being able to easily take something that is 50% thicker than your cock in their ass comfortably, uh, which is very, very doable, doable for everyone. This is a very reasonable and realistic training goal, unless you have like a, you know, extremely thick cock, but you know what I mean? Everybody can stretch. It's just a matter of progressive training. So training uh, implementation and frequency would look something like having them basically do this every day. This should be framed as an act of self-care, of self-love, self-exploration. Use those powerful and empowering levers 
self-care should always be a priority for you as the dominant or the training partner and it should always be a priority for the submissive or the partner being trained so drawing upon those motivations is very powerful this is an act of self-love this is you exploring your body this is you learning about what it means to be a woman and to receive this invasive powerful connective meaningful experience because what she will have from the from this point onwards is or once she achieves the minimum required standard for being able to take thickness is she will have the ability to offer this hole enthusiastically to someone with a huge degree of certainty she can use the bathroom clean herself out whatever and then jump enthusiastically enthusiastically into well lubricated mutually satisfying sex from that point onward it's relatively simple once we've removed the barriers of physical pain stretching or feeling too stretched uh, and performance anxiety for her and obviously for the male partner as well uh, it's very easy to train in anal orgasms stimulation conditioning use of hypnosis all of these things are simple once the physical requirements of this activity are met and the physical requirement the minimum standard is 150% the thickness of your dick or the maximum I mean if you don't want to measure your dick for some reason I don't know but um, or the maximum thickness of the inflatable dildo and every woman can easily and safely take this unless I mean I want to say everyone but obviously if you're buying some sort of mega super jumbo size dildo thing that's designed for porn stars or cam girls and it's designed to distort the human body in an unnatural way like creating an anal gape or some sort of um, deleterious, medically inadvisable situation. Uh, obviously, not everyone can take something that thick, but everyone can take a normal size inflatable dildo inflated to its maximum uh, intensity safely. Obviously, the goal here is not to have them grow an extra arm or an extra leg you're not radically changing their physiology you are strengthening specific musculature this is very similar to the kinds of programs that bouldering or climbing enthusiasts will go through when working on their grip strength maximizing their grip strength taking a rest coming back doing the same thing again maximize and basically because of its identifiable nature as a limiting factor in that activity the limiting factor in enthusiastic, mutually enjoyable anal sex is the ability of the person being fucked in the ass to comfortably take the physical cock of their partner. The limitation is not the lack of anal orgasms because those are very easy to train in once the physical standards are met. So this really isn't a complicated topic, but I, I like to present these radical ways of doing things because the conventional way is fucking crap it's just terrible honestly it's 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 like the mcdonald's of anal training right it's like it's not a right fit it doesn't really work people struggle with it all the time and then they think they're doing something wrong everyone gets the generic advice on like you know use lots of lube like so much lube like there's always one guy in every class that jumps in and says like you should literally like be using so much lube and it's we get it dude fuck's sake we get it right 
The thing is, when you're inserting a toy like this, and it's worth mentioning because this is also an improvement that I've found, it's basically you want to prepare their anal sphincter for penetration by slathering lube on the exterior surface of their body and then using your fingers or their fingers to push in like a, um, I don't know what's the right word for it, like a 20, oh, different currencies. I'm going to say like a 20 cent piece, but obviously not everyone that listens to this podcast is Australian, so, and doesn't necessarily have a 20 cent piece in their, uh, currency's wonderful. Basically like a two centimeter wide, um, circular dollop of lubricant. You kind of push that into them because you want, and basically kind of use your fingers to, to lubricate the entirety of the anal sphincter before penetrating them with the toy. Then you ensure the exterior of the toy is well coated with lubricant, not just the tip or the part of it that you kind of directly apply lubricant to. You actually want to grab the toy, put the lubricant on your hand and kind of jerk the toy off with a loose grip to coat the exterior surface of the toy in lubricant. What this will do is it will ensure that there is no area of bare skin in contact with an unlubricated section of the toy, which is where you get tearing and pain from, right? So you basically lube up the interior of their anal sphincter. You'll feel it, if you push your fingers in, they should go in most of the way and then you'll feel kind of like an inch or so of sort of pressure around your fingers. And that's the thickness of that anal sphincter. And then you'll feel that pressure release as your fingers go in deeper. So your fingertips won't be under any kind of pressure, but the, the sides of your fingers will be. Not an easy thing to explain in, in words, but you'll understand what I mean when you push your fingers in there. Also, obviously, keep your fingernails short, not like crazy short, but just short and clean. Wash your hands and then rinse them off afterwards as well with plain water. Um, by afterwards, I mean after you wash your hands. So wash your hands to make sure that they're clean. Keep your fingernails trimmed and make sure there's no like sharp edges there. Make sure that you don't have any cuts on your fingers before you put them in because there is bacteria in that area. If you need to use gloves, coat the gloves in lube and then, you know, lubricate the toy in the way that I've described. I'll put all this in the show notes because I like to ramble when it comes to these things and, you know, sometimes I just want people to be able to like pull up a list and go, oh, do this, 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 and this without having to listen to a 22 minute episode. So, toy inserted, inflated to feeling a firm stretch, but not pain. And basically leave it there for 15 minutes. Do this every single day for three weeks. That's the training frequency that I advocate. Um, obviously, this is a great opportunity to work in things like operant conditioning and erotic hypnosis as well. Um, you know, But there will be a time of day that you will discuss with them to set aside that would be most ideal. Not necessarily perfect every day. If they miss a day here and there, that's fine. Treat it like any other behavior. But uh, you want them to enjoy this. And so framing this as an act of self-love, um, framing this as an act of self-exploration, framing this as making themselves vastly more useful to you is an extremely good idea, I would say. Now, some submissives who are dependent on you in the dependent, independent, interdependent 
um, Stephen Covey model, Stephen Covey, whatever, Covey model, um, won't necessarily respond as strongly or as positively to this as an act of self-love and empowerment as they would necessarily to do this because it makes you a better fuck toy or do this because it makes me happy because their locus of control is externalized in you. Um, so you may need to change what you're doing there. There's basically two approaches with a slave that has been, or that is independent. You want to emphasize the self-love aspect, the self-exploration and the empowerment angle. This makes them better. This makes our relationship better with the slave or the submissive or the receiving partner. God, I need to come up with standard definitions of this crap. Then you, um, emphasize the you're doing this to make me happy thing. Uh, obviously, you can see the implications for brainwashing. I don't really think I need to go into detail there. Um, but yes, that's basically it. That's the whole thing. Have them do that every day for three weeks to the point where they can meet those minimum standards and they should be easily able to take your cock. And then you can start working on creating anal orgasms within them now that they've overcome that physical limitation of being easily able to take someone's dick in their ass. Um, when it comes to maintenance, the anal sphincter, like every muscular system or neurological system in the body, will optimize itself constantly. If it's no longer being penetrated by some sort of object, it will optimize itself by uh, contracting down to its previous size, which may be too tight to shove your dick into. So for that reason, I advocate a maintenance routine of once every three days or twice a week. So think Monday and then Thursday, something like that, twice a week of the exact same thing that they were doing to train it to that size, basically. Insert the toy with it lubricated and then inflate it to the point where I get to a comfortable stretch and then always make sure that they're meeting that minimum standard of your dick width plus 150%. Uh, I hope that makes sense. If you have any questions, as always, send me an email. I love to hear from people. Honestly, it's, it's a big part of what makes this worthwhile.